I was uh, driving over here and I was thinking about some of the people coming to the con. And I realized that a lot of the people I had a crush on uh, back when I was a kid, I still look at, and you know, they're in their you know, 50s and 60s now. Yeah. And I think to myself, would still do it. Well, what's an example? Uh, well, I mean, we're going to talk about it a couple of the people at the con, and you know, Timothy O'Munson. Yes, oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> would still do it. Uh, no, but I, I was wondering to myself because, like, pretty much everyone from Star Trek, with notable, I mean, there's a few exceptions. Everyone from Star Trek, even Brent Spiner. Oh yeah, you are. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Jeez. But the the point of it is is uh, um, you know I, I'm looking at these people and they're in their fifties and sixties now. It's like yeah, absolutely. Will this ever end? Am I going to be in my seventies looking at them in their nineties and be like, I'd pound the dentures out of that chick? <laughs> Brent Spiner is sixty seven years old. He probably does have dentures. Oh wow. <laughs> So welcome into the uh, first episode of the 2016 Phoenix Comic Con Con Men. Phoenix Comic Con Con Men. Is yes. that it? Uh, the Con Men leading up to the Phoenix Comic Con. Okay. We are the Phoenix Con, Phoenix Comic Con, Phoenix Con Men. <laughs> the PCC, PC, PCC, PCC. No, it can't be PCC <laughs> anymore. We've been given instructions. It is not PCC. Why? It's got to be PHXCC. PHXCC. Because it used to be Phoenix Cactus Con. PHXCCM. Something like that. <laughs> there we go. Fix a The Phoenix Con Man. Yeah. Uh, we had a few episodes leading up and following the Fan Fest, the final Phoenix Comic Con event for 2015. And now we are going to start being presenting um, information to lead up to the next Comic Con. Yes. June 2nd, June 2nd through June the 5th. 5th. Yeah. More meetings just in the past month. Than we have did all of last year. I was going to say, we have been trying to play disc golf for uh, like three weeks now. Oh, it's been brutal. And yeah. meetings and meetings and drinking and meetings. <laughs> <laughs> and then professional life getting in a way, at least for me. And then more meetings and then family stuff for you. Yeah. Uh, kids. Kids. Life. Alcohol. Uh, yeah. God. <laughs> life sucks. Yeah. But not really. But it's the beginning of February. What is today? February the 6th. 6th. And we have already got a list of people that are going to be uh, at the Phoenix Comic Con. And it's still kind of streaming in. I, I, I never know what day I'm going to see something amazing. Because they, it's just a haphazard announcement online. It's not like they're dropping big names on Friday. I will just open my Facebook one day and be like, oh, snap. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody and, new's coming. Yeah, and it's just a steady release. That's why we're like, oh, are we going to be able to do this every week, every other week, once a month? I mean, every other week. Uh, we've been putting it off a little bit just because we've both been busy. And in the time that we've been putting it off, there's 12, 16, 18 confirmed guests. Yes. <laughs> of which... Five are media stars, and the rest are artists, writers, and the lot. Am I counting that right? That seems about right. Uh, well, one, two, three. I got one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, five me. Five right. sounds good. Well, let's start at the very top, and it's two people that were Six. supposed to be at FanFest, and that's uh, Eep Miles and uh, Graham McTavish. Yeah, we talked about them a little bit already. So, yeah. They, they got moved to the 2016 Phoenix Comic Con, and uh, yeah. We'll be seeing them coming up, but I don't want to talk about them right now. We already talked about them. Well, we'll give it a mention in case people didn't listen to the first few episodes. Shame on you. Shame on you, but welcome to the party. Yes, and um, it is going to be a big party. It always is. And before we get too far into it, uh, my name is Kraft. I have a pedigree in talking on the radio. <laughs> and I'm Big Josh. Um, I'm just trying to find any project to tie myself to. It doesn't matter what it is anymore these days. Yeah. I'm happy to have a second person in the room with Big Josh. So we uh, shut up. We don't talk like this. Shut up, <laughs> I know. I'm doing a solo show is hard. Oh man, especially I was, when I'm trying to be careful about what I'm going to say because dude, you I don't was, want to air dirty laundry. I was cracking up because it was like every sentence, and I was like, it's not a bad thing. Like in the grand scheme of like idiosyncrasies. And, you know, hang-ups and stuff, like the people's tics that they have on the radio, that's probably one of the most benign I've ever heard. Well, I mean, we have, uh, used to have a guest to come on my show, uh, one of them's Geek Down Podcast, that 
His name's Kevin. And he always had the bad habit of saying, um, yeah, after every stop. And at one point, I, I and this is uh, past co-host Chris, I told him, I, I've got to do the Pee Wee Herman screen after every one and see if he catches <laughs> it during the show. It happened so many times. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't keep up. Oh, and he's wow. like, he just never caught on. I'm like, okay, I got to stop. We're doing it too many times. And Chris and I are just dying <laughs> laughing. Because it's like he never called on, but yeah, everybody's got their ticks, and I'm definitely gonna work on it if I continue solo. But. Oh, don't don't worry about it. <laughs> it was funny when you said that. Though. It's That's just exactly you, what you're talking. Yeah, the funny thing is, it's because that you know I've done this a lot, and you you kind of watch out for stuff like that in yourself. <laughs> uh, one of my uh, the CEO at the job I have, he doesn't say um, but he says right, right at yeah. the end of everything, and we're gonna do this right, right. and. <laughs> I, I tried to count like you did the Pee Wee Herman scream. I tried to count during a two yeah. hour presentation and I lost track after about 400. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I got a cramp in my thumb. I, I told someone at work, I was like, you got to listen for it. And I apologize now because you're never going to be able to not hear it. <laughs> all right. Once you find out what it is, it's like, oh, now I hear it all the time. Do we even have to um, um, our good friend, Rich Bergen. There yeah. you go. Yeah, Rich Berg. Speaking of, he's in the chat room right there you now. Go. He says, I have two kids, Moon and Shine. That's entirely <laughs> possible. <laughs> a shout out to Rich and the uh, world famous video game show. Introducing a new show, VGS Overclocked. So now uh, the original video game show is going bi-weekly. And uh, they're going to be broadcasting from Game Trader 2 to Hawks Nest Plaza, St. Charles, Missouri. Yeah. If you're in the area and you want to check them out, would definitely recommend it. Uh Chuck, the owner, actually turned me on to Champion Rock Discs for disc golf. Mm -hmm. They have like Captain America shields, and he has the. Uh, America shield be pretty. He's awesome. got the Mortal Kombat logo on one of his discs. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty badass. But uh, yeah, VGS is going to be bi-weekly uh, out of there, and then on the off weeks is going to be VGS overclocked. Uh, Rich is going to be broadcasting from his house. It's over Skype, uh, so all the people from the Bombed Out Radio Network are able to chime in. Uh, Big Josh was on it last time, along with uh, BT, and uh, Bongo was there. And the station manager, Keith. Station manager, Keith, made Best appearance. part of the show was when we were filling in for Keith during 30 Seconds of Keith. Oh, my God. And it was all, like, three of us, four of us going, um, and uh, <laughs> just typical Keith. <laughs> you know, Keith, we love you and everything. It's just uh, all good fun. God. <laughs> I hate you guys. Yeah, if anybody doesn't know, go listen to past episodes of AGS and you'll hear what 36 Keith is all about. It's pretty it's pretty magical. All right, so we already introduced Eve Miles and Graham McTavish from other shows. Eve Miles from Torchwood. Yeah. And then Graham McTavish from uh I, everything. I, I, well yeah, he's been in a ton <laughs> of stuff. Uh most recently the Hobbit um yeah. trilogy. He was one of the Dwarven Party. Yeah, so we got all that going. Let's let's talk about some of these new people. And one of them that I'm a little bit of excited about is the, one of the men that played uh, portrayed Jason Voorhees is coming. Yeah, the original one, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, Kane Hodder. Uh, it's uh, pretty awesome that uh, they're looking at more into horror, 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 horrors. -er. <laughs> uh, but he's going to be there, and uh, I think that's going to be pretty awesome. Um, uh, see. Uh, it looks like he started uh, in four of the Friday Thirteenth movies, starting with Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven. Okay, so eight, he was yeah. And Jason takes Manhattan. Jason goes to hell. Uh, Final Friday, and then Jason X. It's funny. I don't recognize him by his face. But he looks like a pretty uh, buff dude. Though. Oh no, he looks like a badass. Yeah. He is not a guy I would pick a fight with. <laughs> Do you think he's going to be sitting at a, like an autograph table with the mask on? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. I who don't is know. that guy? Oh, there's the. Okay, I see who it is uh, now. I know who it is. Yeah, I'm just looking through his Instagram now to see some of the fan pictures he's been taking. But he's just every picture he's in, it looks like he's just nothing but a badass. Yeah, it's, it's, looks like there's a promo for Exit to Hell and. Uh, oh, that's a good famine art. It's like half Jason Voorhees, half King. It's kind of awesome. And then he's choking somebody out in another picture. Should be an interesting guest to have at the show. Should. <laughs> he's gonna be the he's gonna be the muscle for his own line. <laughs> like, hey, go get your line in yeah, order. He doesn't need a hand or he's got his own he's, he's his own brute squad. Yeah. That's awesome. 
Who else do we got coming up? You know, uh, my wife got pretty excited about somebody, but for different reasons than me. It's Alex Kingston, who, um, if you're in the Doctor Who universe, you will immediately know as River Song. Yeah, I actually know her from ER. ER, which is where Sarah was like, oh, it's Dr. Corday? Uh, Corday, yeah. Yeah, she's like, oh my god, it's Dr. Corday. I would love to see her in person. Yeah, it's it's one of those, it's like, you know what, that, that's kind of interesting that she actually does conventions. It's like, you don't expect it until they just show up finally on your uh, guest announcements. It's pretty interesting uh, grab that they got there, so... Yeah, it, I mean, it's, it makes sense, and it's kind of cool that there's that bit of crossover. Like, obviously, she has been a huge part of the Doctor Who universe for the past, uh, what, three years. Yeah. Not not the Peter, uh, why am I spacing on his name? Uh, you're the, asking the wrong guy on The Doctor current Who, so. Doctor, Peter Rich. <laughs> Who is the current Doctor Who? I know we're losing our geek cred right now. Yeah, I know. Oh, God. Peter Mc... Peter... Help me, Josh. Uh, You're my only hope. Yeah, <laughs> Peter Capaldi. Peter Capaldi. Okay, um, not Peter Capaldi, but she was very entwined in the David Tennant and uh, Matt Smith uh, branch of Doctor Who during that time. Yeah, Rich just filled it in for us. Thank you, Rich. Yeah, so so it's kind of cool because she's you know very big in the Doctor Who universe, but she has other things that she's done that could interest people that maybe aren't necessarily quite into geek culture the way other people are. Like, yeah. my wife is much happier watching, you know, Empire than she is watching Doctor Who or Star Trek or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, actually, she's got a recurring role in Arrow right now, too. Yeah? Yeah, I didn't know that. Of course, I don't watch Arrow regularly, but... I would say I watch that none. Yeah. <laughs> There's just so many shows out there now, it's hard to keep up with She all. was in CSI. She portrayed Patricia Alwick, the psychologist, or excuse me, psychiatrist and grief counselor who helps the team cope with the death of Warwick Brown. Oh, yeah, the Warwick death, yeah. Oh, spoilers, sorry. Uh, That was a while ago, though, wasn't it? That show's been on for like 20 years. Yeah. Jeez, so let's see. Honestly, I kind of thought that, that, not CSI, Law & Order SVU was like our generation's mash. But I think CSI might take it. Yeah. So uh, this is an, the very first media guest of 2016 announced. And I was pretty shocked. And it was actually like, you know what? This is actually somebody I may get a photo op with because of his role as um, uh, the, 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 the King Richard. Okay. And uh, the, the short miniseries that they have every year now on ABC called Galavant. Uh-huh. It's just medieval times. It's, it's like... Uh, Part musical, part uh, men in tights type comedy. It's very funny. Anybody hasn't watched it uh, should check it out. But it's uh, Timothy O'Munson. Uh huh. And if you see this guy, you've recognized him in other things. I'd like, hit it. Yeah. <laughs> he is a sexy man. <laughs> Definitely a man crush there. But he's been in things like uh, Sequest DSV. Uh, I've known him from the uh, short lived, sh- sorry, short lived uh, series Jericho. Uh-huh. As uh, Constantine for, uh, you know, he was the boss of Constantine, the neighboring town that wanted to invade Jericho and take all the resources. So that's what I really know him from. And then uh, Gallimant. But he's been in Supernatural, Warehouse 15, uh, tons of TV shows, 24, um, some movies, not, not a whole lot. Starship Troopers, um, Mission Impossible 3, just a regular agent. Looks like uh, he was in Swordfish. Yeah, nothing real big on the movie front, it looks like Voltron. Yeah. But a lot of TV shows. Xena, he was in Xena for a few episodes. And we did see the listing for Jack and Jill, and we automatically assumed. Oh, yeah, we wrote them off. We're like, <laughs> nope, done with this guy. Yeah, and then we had to look at it. It's not Jack and Jill, a movie with um, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler, which was just completely horrible. Swept it's, the Razzies that year. Yeah. It was a, a TV series back in the late 90s. Dodged a bullet with that one. Yeah. So I, I, that's that's a guess I was like, uh, wasn't expecting to ever see. Uh, and he's here, and he's going to be showing up uh, on the, at the con. I think that's a good good catch for us. No, absolutely. I mean, do you know him from anything else that really... Sticks I mean, out? Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't watched Galavan, watch Galavan. It's just a fun show. Oh, sure. It's like 
gosh, it's not even 16 episodes over two seasons. Yeah. I just got done getting disappointed by a show, so I need to move on to a new show. Oh, geez. What show? Uh, my name is Earl. You're. Uh, oh, my God. They just canceled it, like, right in the middle of yeah, something. Yeah, they did. I was like, wait. Does Netflix not have all the episodes? And then I looked it up, and that was it. Oh, I didn't know they cut it off in the middle of a season. I only watched it like the first. I, I think it was the end of a season, but I think they left it on a cliffhanger, thinking that it was going to get optioned again. <laughs> and it was a big ass cliffhanger too. There was like absolutely no. I would put this on the level of uh, Carnival yeah. as far as like getting cut off in the middle of stuff happening, and being like, "What the hell." <laughs> Write a book. I mean, do something. <laughs> well, and it's like with Jericho. Uh, I don't know if you can see my shelf behind me, but they did a third season of Jericho in a graphic novel. So, and they they just left it open. They canceled the series. It's like it was getting really good, and then uh-huh. it was canceled on CBS. And they started writing a couple of graphic novels. I got one right behind me. Oh yeah, I mean that's a great way to do it. And even with something like My Name Is Earl, option a TV movie, do something to wrap it up. I mean, they did it with uh. Serenity. Yeah, Serenity, they did. Yeah, It was a rough ending, but at least you got some closure on the storyline. Whereas Carnival, like the dude that was writing it, just got his panties in a bunch, and he's like, well, I'm not going to tell anyone what happens. Okay. I was like, what, what is that? <laughs> Jericho was nice enough to write a book. My name is Earl. At least the guy came out, and he's he. Uh, there was an AMA on Reddit, and... Uh, he went so far as to say how he was going to end it. And like, he actually tied up the plot points just in a casual discussion. But yeah, it seems like there's a lot of shows where that's kind of something that happens where, uh, they, they kind of leave it on a cliffhanger just to find out that the show isn't going to be picked up again. And then it's just kind of a sad sack ending. Yeah. I was just reading exactly what you said on the, uh, on the wiki page here for the AMA they had. Huh. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there's apparently, beyond that AMA, there is no future since, uh, I think that was in 2013. Yeah, they were they were trying to get it together. But I don't know if you read how he was going to finish it up. I was like, it would be a pretty good ending. Yeah. I, I would have been okay with that. And thank you for letting us know, uh, because it gave me a little bit of closure. Yeah. But still a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth. <laughs> All right, so. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm not giddy about it because, you know, she's not oh, exactly. Oh, shut up. Okay. Shut up. Okay, so it was kind of a. Uh, you had a great time listening to Denise Crosby. I know, right? <laughs> it's like, okay, so I am giddy about it. Uh, Star Trek Next Gen, there's going to be a guest showing up, and all we have to say is it's Dr. Beverly Crusher. Gates McFadden is coming to the con we were driving here and that's where the discussion came across it's like people that i thought were cute when i was younger that are still definitely on the uh i would swipe right yeah <laughs> <laughs> and the whole time i'm coming over here i'm thinking you were you remember that fountains of wayne song stacy's mom yeah i was yeah, literally yeah. singing wesley's mom wesley's mom it's got it going we gotta make up a new song what's that we gotta make up the lyrics for that yeah we should do that for the next show okay and then Josh is going to sing it. Okay, <laughs> that'd be funny. Get a little, little bit of. Uh, I'll bring my. Me. I'll bring my guitar in. <laughs> we'll put in a little concert. Uh, we might have an idea here. Yeah, but she's coming here. <clears throat> really hasn't done anything that stands out since she left Next Gen. She's one that's always been uh, like on Broadway, uh, does plays, she uh, does some directing. It looks like she uh, does some uh, choreography and is also. Uh, uh, a renowned uh, uh, adjunct professor at several, like... Oh, uh, she, uh, uh, Southern California, UCLA, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, USC, or it's one USC. of the... Or USC. It's one of the California yeah, state USC. universities. Uh, but yeah, she, that's pretty much all she's done since leaving Next Gen. And really, you know, when you do the conventions and stuff, why do you have to really <laughs> do, like, what Patrick Stewart does and still does everything? Yeah. He's still awesome. But yeah, she uh, she's coming. I'm gonna... She was a camera operator for a show called Galacticast. <laughs> How random. Did somebody totally like random. fall over and break their hip and she's like, I got it. Hand me that camera. I'm all over this. Yeah, that'll be one, at least right now, she's on my current list to possibly get a picture. Oh, snap. She was a, you mentioned she was a choreographer. Yeah. Uh, she was a choreographer for Star Trek The Next Generation. Apparently they had some need for it. How about this? Choreographer... For Labyrinth. 
Oh, yeah. Wow, choreographer for the Dark Crystal. You know, and I wonder if she was the uh, choreographer like when Data needed to learn how to dance. Maybe. Obviously, because she had to do, like, you know, it started out with um, tap dancing and then they moved into doing, you know, kind of a more elegant thing. So, yeah, that's, that's probably, like, we're just her doing it. Yeah. Yeah, you start learning all these little bits of information about guests. God, uh, if you can get a photo with her and uh, and Wesley Crusher. <laughs> be pretty awesome. So it hasn't been announced, and who knows, but that would be a nice little photo op to have both of them where you could just, like, at least for me, I would be, like, in the motion of punching Wesley in the face. Dude, if, if, <laughs> if that happens, can we go wearing the Wesley Crusher's bowling shirts? Yeah, the, the Wesley bank Crusher's. <laughs> No, really, uh, uh, Will Wheaton will be a fun guest to have again. He's been at Phoenix Comic Con before, so it'd be great to have him come back. But I would love to have the opportunity to even try to do something funny with him. I don't, just don't know if he actually would do it or not. Yeah. It's like just have him stand barely in the picture off to the side. See, I like guests like that. Like, we were just having a discussion about the possibility of getting, like, triple A yeah. movie guests and the insane amount of money that they ask for to do things like this. Just to show up. Just to show up. And, you know, our thought was, is I would rather get, like, three or four, see three or four solid yeah. people, uh, maybe not from, like, you know, the triple A blockbuster, whatever the like hottest thing. Like Will Smith. There's no way anybody can afford Will Smith. Yeah, <laughs> and I wouldn't want to. I would rather see, you know, I would rather get, if we're doing comic books, Let's get all the TV stars. Let's get Daredevil. Let's get the Flash. Let's get Green Arrow and stuff like that. Yeah, and it's like, where do you stop uh, with your guests? I mean, obviously, Phoenix Comic Con is not a San Diego Comic Con. That's where all the big pop culture stars go. You have like the cast from the Big Bang Theory. You have any sort of new movie that's coming out. It's the guests there and everything. I can't imagine how much money they spend just to get them there. And it feels like it's more intimate and more, you know, with the smaller con. And yeah, it's 75,000 people over a weekend. It's still a lot of people. But when they get these guests, it makes it feel more cozy. It's like, oh my gosh, we're not going to have to stand in lines forever to, you know, meet like a Gates McFadden or whoever. It's like, this is a lot more fun to me instead of standing in lines for countless hours that you hear about and standing in your comic con. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. I think every show we should drop like one dream guest each. Like if you could pick one person and just have them there for you to meet. Like anybody. Anybody. So, kind of just drop this on me now. No, I mean, let's take time and think about it. We don't have to do it, right? We could do it towards the end of the show. Maybe we can involve our listeners. I Maybe once, you know, once a week we can grab a couple emails. What's our email address again? It is phoenixconmen at gmail.com. And if you need that information, you can always check out the Phoenix Conmen page, which is facebook.com forward slash phoenixconmen. Uh, that information's there. But I would like to hear what other people's dream dream guest at a comic-con would be and right now rich in the chat room is saying fisher stevens fisher stevens Interesting. wait wait white fisher stevens or indian fisher stevens <laughs> do you want short circuit two fisher stevens or hackers fisher stevens <laughs> Hacker fisher stevens. <laughs> I, I would like to see hacker fisher Stevens. oh if he rolled into the con on a skateboard with the long jacket and everything that would be, be awesome. pretty awesome I would even hold out a floppy disk for him to grab as he <laughs> skated by. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else has he been in here recently? I'm looking through some of those. Um, the old Caesar movie. That's coming out soon. Uh, movie 43. Not a lot of big name movies. That's for sure. Not a lot of, what? You mean Fisher Stevens isn't pulling the six digits per show? Or? He was in an episode of California Cation, Numbers, Medium, uh, Always Sunny. So doesn't do a whole lot. I guess his uh, fandom, his stardom kind of ended with Hackers. Uh, <laughs> 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 I mean, he was in Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, my gosh. Ooh, he's, his track record is uh, impressive. <laughs> put you, yeah, you can't really do air quotes over the microphone. He says Jewish Indian combo. <laughs> in if you want to join us in a chat right now, you can go to uh, at least my show, geekoutpodcast.com, and hit the uh, live stream. We typically post in the uh, Facebook uh, pages if we're recording or not. You can just join us in the live chat uh, every, every time. And then 
if you're listening in the chat or listening in the chat, if you're reading in the chat, you can also listen to us live. We do stream uh, while we're recording live and get to hear our antics at the beginning, which we'll probably edit out because some of them were a little, yeah, <laughs> little uh, adultish, <laughs> a little vulgar. I don't know. <laughs> Part of me wants to leave some of that. <laughs> uh, we'll figure it out. We'll go back and listen to it. But. <laughs> It's kind of a cold, open format to where we just hit the record button, even though we're not really saying, hey, welcome to the show, derp, derp, derp. It's okay. just in the middle of a conversation. All right, so I've got mine. My one person for this week. I actually thought about three or four. But, uh, you know, we had voice actors there last time, which was really cool. Yeah. I would love to see Hank Azaria in person. Interesting. Hank Azaria doing some kind of panel or something just about all of the different things that he's done. Because, I mean, it hasn't just been The Simpsons. The guy is everywhere. Yeah. He does everything, does and everything. he does it all well. That that would be a good one to get. you, you got to imagine the dude has stories for days. So mine, and I've, I've suggested every year, and of course it's from the Star Trek universe, um, Palomini, Miles Edward O'Brien. Yeah. I, w- I would love to meet this guy. He's my favorite character in all of Star Trek, especially in the DS9 days, obviously, because that's when this character really got a lot of exposure in the F with O'Brien episodes in DS9. There were several of those, and even, I think, my first uh, con with Phoenix, there was a panel devoted to just that topic, the F with O'Brien episode. Yeah. Because there's so many of them, because, and they're all awesome. So I really want to meet him in person. I'm, I'm crossing my fingers that he'll be somewhere near me in the region, or maybe he'll actually come to the con. If they can get Are you just going to go knocking on his door someday and be like, <laughs> dude, if you don't go to a con, I am coming to you. No, he does. And and there's pictures of him, you know, the uh, the uh, the comic strips that people do of uh, a security chief or uh, uh, transporter chief, uh, Brian, and just every day, like comic. He didn't even know about it until somebody printed out like a comic strip uh, just randomly and showed it to him. And he was just completely ecstatic and overjoyed. See, what is it called? Uh, uh, Chief O'Brien Pops. What's it called? By the by, if if you're looking to go to the Phoenix Comic Con, You've already missed the really cheap tickets. Yes. Those are done, and they've only gone up by, like, what, five bucks or something like that? They will continue to climb the closer we get uh, to June 2nd. So if you are interested in doing uh, the Phoenix Comic Con, make sure to go to phoenixcomiccon.com, get on there, and go ahead and order your passes. You can do the full event pass. You can purchase by the day if you're not thinking about going to all of them. Honestly, though, if you are interested in this type of thing, take some days off of work. I mean, it goes Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, Thursday is the preview night, so that's why it's the cheapest day. It opens. I think the con opens up around 4 p.m. Might be a little bit earlier this year. I'm not sure yet. They're still working out details, but yeah, right now it's only 15 bucks. But everything has gone up um, since the end of January. So right now, full memberships for the whole weekend uh, start at 60 bucks. Uh, Thursday only is 15, Friday only is 20, Saturday, which is obviously the big day that everybody shows, is 40 bucks now, and then Sunday, the last day, is 25 bucks. I mean, 60 bucks for an entire weekend of like seeing famous people and listening to talks and stuff, it's not like you're going to go there and walk around and 10 minutes later be like, yeah, that was cool, and walk out. There is stuff going on all day, and there is like constantly things overlapping, too. You will have to make some tough calls at some point. Like, do I want to see this person talk or do I want to see this group of people talk or do I want to watch this demonstration or do I, you know, want to go get my autograph from this person or a picture with this person? It's it's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, and it's cheap entertainment overall. I know a big family of like five, it'll get pretty expensive quickly uh, depending on how old they are and everything. But there's a lot of outdoor activities. There's a lot of kids' activities. The uh, youth program is expanding tremendously oh my kids went nuts they loved it oh yeah they loved it so yeah, much FanFest was a lot of fun for oh kids. my three-year-old still asks every now and then when i wear my comic-con shirt he'll be like that's comic-con can we go <laughs> like, like not not yet <laughs> it's not every weekend there, yeah kid. yeah <laughs> not yet not yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah josh <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, um, but it's the whole support of the downtown. Also, there's a lot of stuff going on off site. Like, um, I know one year it was probably just purely coincidence, but one of the comedy clubs downtown had Kevin Smith there like uh, that Thursday. Yeah, recording, and he's coming back, but it's actually I think in another month or so. So I think it was just purely coincidence. It just happened to be that weekend. Uh, but other uh, hotels and you know the restaurants they support this con because it just brings so many people downtown in the middle of the summer. Well, at the beginning of the summer, I should say. Uh, and the, there's anything that interests you, you can find there somewhere. It doesn't. I mean, everybody in their fandom gets in one place. Yeah. And yeah, if you don't go inside, there's plenty of stuff to do around it. I'd free to come inside and you know, buy a membership and see everything and support what we do. But or even better yet, you can come in and volunteer. Volunteer. You can always volunteer. You can get those details on the PhoenixComicCon.com website. And the next all hands meeting is downtown. Next Saturday. Next Saturday, the thirteenth. It starts at uh, uh there's a Phoenix Comic Con one oh one session that starts at nine AM and then the all hands meeting starts at ten AM and then we start doing <laughs> breakouts after that with different departments. If you're not sure what you want to volunteer, you can always just kind of sit in with um, uh, volunteer relations and they'll talk to you and say, hey, well, it sounds like you might be a good fit here in guest relations or here in technology. There is there's something for everyone to do. It takes a lot. Like I believe the last uh, couple of years, it's at least 1,500 volunteers that are needed to make this convention go. And the less creeper you are, the better. Yes. <laughs> but it's... It's just a great way to meet people, network, uh, get you out of your shell, and yeah, I highly encourage it. But yeah, uh, PhoenixComicCon.com for all the latest information, plus PhoenixCon, and we'll try to talk about it more in depth and our experience and everything. And, you know, as volunteers, we're both having different experiences right now, sounds like. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so, and, and that's That's just, okay, though. I mean, it's it's a big project. People are, it comes together. Everyone's donating their time to this. Yes. So, you know, I, I'm I'm not butthurt by any stretch of the imagination well, that I haven't been given work up to this point. But you'll likely be doing something during the event. Oh, sure. Yeah, so it's not just, oh, we only do something on the days of the con. I'm doing more meetings and stuff because of my position now more than I have the past two years, having just meetings just all the time because of some of the changes coming up and some of the uh, just getting more organized and, you know, just keeping costs down and everything, meeting with the convention center. And you should start dictating your own pay. Be like, tell you what, I, I don't need the hotel room or anything. I live close enough. Here's what I want. Get Cole Meaty here. Yeah. And I get to be his handler Ooh. for at least a day. And <laughs> it's likely we would end up at a bar. Like <laughs> and I think you would deserve it, too. You might, Be like, hey, Colm, do you really want to do this or you want to go get drunk? Yeah. So the, the comic strip I was talking about is Chief O'Brien at work. And it's just Chief O'Brien in the transporter room just going through day to day stuff. And it's just funny. Oh, please post that to the Facebook page. Yeah. I need to read that later. Yeah. It's like episode 105 is the bait and switch. And it's just, I'll read a couple of things here. It's not very long at all, but uh, it says Riker to O'Brien, lock on, <laughs> lock on to my signal, lock on to my signal and transport me immediately. And he says yes, sir, right away. So he, he does the whole thing and transports it. And the next uh, shot shows. Uh, transporting coming in and it's a pile of poo with a communicator <laughs> on it and it just keeps going back and forth between Chief O'Brien and a pile of poo and that's it the entire comic the old bait and switch <laughs> but it was funny he was actually at a convention and somebody printed one of these out to get it signed and he had no clue about it till he saw it he's like that is amazing that is great. he loves it so i'll post that on the uh conman website or yeah. facebook page right now it's it's so awesome uh it's like yeah that is my at least for this episode my dream guest i would love to see it Phoenix Comic Con. I have to say, I am a little sad that, you know, one of the dream teams that I would put out there normally, like if I could meet the cast from a movie or something like that, uh, would have been Space Quest, or uh, Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest. Can't do it anymore. Uh, shame, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah that, that was a tough loss for uh, entertainment in general. We've done so much, but yeah, I mean, there's no way to even write that out or anything because it was such a big deal. Uh, in Galaxy Quest itself. Um, 
by Grobthar's hammer. <laughs> I shall <laughs> avenge thee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was that was a tough loss, but yep. And just posted the comic on the Facebook page. So. Awesome. Yeah, what else what else we got? We want to go through and at least just mention the uh current listing of uh artists and writers and Yeah, and I tell you what, um I have somebody that we might get on Skype sometime to talk with us about uh the comic book side of things okay. because he is uh my good friend Steve Money. That's an awesome name. Yeah, no, that's his legit name that's too. That's an awesome name. I can't even make that up. Like that's his name. <laughs> And uh, he, for a time, was a comics illustrator. Oh. And he actually has comic books that he illustrated and inked. Uh, so he is very big. He is planning on coming out for the Phoenix Comic Con, staying with us. Uh, he's actually uh, the godfather to one of my children. So ah. so uh, he's going to be out staying with us. And he's going to be doing the event, event as well. But I was going through and telling him about the people that are going to be there. And I was like, here are names that mean nothing to me. Yes. And he was getting very excited. Oh, well, we definitely need to get him on the show. So so we'll get him on. That'll fill the gap that we need. Yes, that's going to fill the gap that we need, and he loves talking about it, so uh, it'll it'll work out for the better. Um, some of the... Uh, I'm trying to get back to the page. I, it's phoenixcomiccon.com. No, I'm just trying to hit the back <laughs> button. I'm doing it on my Kindle, so it's a little weird. Oh, my gosh. Look, my laptop's a POS. I I have a MacBook on the way. I just haven't gotten it yet. Oh, Macs. Uh, you're you're sitting on the, you're on a freaking computer. You could be pulling this up at any I, point. It's right you there. lazy bastard. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> that was pretty hot when it did that. So I resized the page, and I think it went to uh, tablet mode, and it just blew up every. Oh, it's Alice Kingston. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I like that. Hey, that's actually pretty neat. Somebody needs to tell me how they coded that. But anyways. I don't think they did it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty neat. There's a few times I've opened the page and been like, this is not what this is supposed to look like. <laughs> so we got Chad Harden coming in, penciler and inker for Harley Quinn, which I'm a huge fan of just Harley Quinn in general. And that's going to be really huge because uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah, Suicide Squad's getting ready to be released. Mm -hmm. Um People are pretty split on that. I'm like, I don't care. The Harley Quinn character is just awesome. Look, this is this is the one DC movie that I actually kind of give a little bit of a damn about. I, I could care less about Superman and Batman with bionic Ben Affleck as Batman. Uh, but Suicide Squad looks like it could be fun. Yeah, I, and it's got a, a big time cast. But yeah, we'll see how it works out. DC needs to... Get into the, into the game a little bit here, and Marvel's just walking oh, away with it. Oh yeah, Tremendous. oh yeah. And you know, we talked about. I, I think I talked with uh, uh, Rich Bergen before that. I I kind of felt that this uh, Superman Batman was kind of their last ditch effort. Like I was like, you know, if this movie bombs, I don't know what the hell DC's going to do after that. Mm -hmm. Maybe get Michael Keaton back as Batman. I mean. <laughs> That might help, but <laughs> well, he's coming back as Beetlejuice. Of course, he can hide, you know, everything since those movies with a lot of makeup and Beetlejuice. Whereas with Batman, he might be in a with the Walker in Batman. <laughs> <laughs> he's got his bat cane. <laughs> That's pretty pimp. That is be pretty like, awesome. What kind of gadgets would it have on it? Eh? Besides a lighter, yeah, pretty pretty amazing gadgets. I could only imagine have a bat cane. Yeah, so we got a uh, much more suave than the Bat Walker. <laughs> the Bat Walker, uh, the Bat uh, hover round. <laughs> so we got uh, Marv Wolfman, who is uh, involved with a lot of writing of uh, comics, uh, which include, but are not limited to, uh, a lot of Superman here recently, uh, Green Lantern, um, Teen Titans. I mean, just amazing Spider-Man. Everything it looks like he's been involved in. Uh, let's see. We got Jay Lee. It's a uh, comic book artist. Um, let's see. I'm just reading through it here real quick. Uh, one of the youngest artists ever to work for major publishers back in the 90s. Um, it's worked on uh, The Inhumans. Uh, Fantastic Four. And he was handpicked by Stephen King for a six-year collaboration on the Dark Tower comics and novels. 
kind of interesting to be handpicked by Stephen King. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people, especially in the horror uh, realm, horror, horror uh, Basil Gogos, who apparently has done all sorts of horror illustrations, even going as far as uh, doing CD covers for Rob Zombie and the Misfits. Ah. Yeah, That's so interesting. so I feel this is one of these people that a lot of people are going to know that I just don't happen to because I'm not really huge into that scene. Yeah. Basil. <laughs> Basil. I think he goes by Basil or Basil. Basil? Basil? I like Basil. <laughs> Takes me back to the uh, Faulty Towers days. But Basil. Uh, let's see. We got a uh, cartoon. Let's see. It's not a cartoon. The veteran story writer and artist. They're not cartoons. They're graphic novels. Cartoon Network. Oh, okay. Warner it's Brothers. actually cartoons. Yeah. It looks like it's cartoons, but it's also involved in comics. It's uh, Shannon Eric Denton uh, from everything from Spawn to Star Wars to Deadpool and Superman. Animations worked on a range from X-Men, Spider-Man, Captain America, Avengers. So just about anything in the comic book universe uh teams from ninja turtle transformers justice league and more they said in the uh description here so a lot going on there i'm sure people are going to love it again it's one of those it's like that's a that's an interesting name to have just kind of shrugging my shoulders here since you can't see it in just audio so yeah yeah we're working on filling that gap, people. What do we got? We got Jason Mentz, who apparently does Tyke versions of everything. Yeah, that's what it looks like out of thousands and won the hearts of the publishers of Red Sun's Run, uh, the final four appearing in Spawn. He, he, made a, he made a Tyke Spawn, just like a little kid <laughs> Spawn, which is kind of creepy. <laughs> like, thinking about Spawn's, like, you know, backstory and stuff, it's a... Uh, uh, okay, so it's a little dead kid. That's cool. Okay. From hell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got another artist, Stephen Puvava. Puvava. Uh, another Harley Quinn uh, penciler and inker. So that would be kind of interesting to stop by his area and check out his drawings. That's for me. Uh, I do pick up um, um, artist renderings from time to time. <laughs> Just don't have them displayed in the room here right now. So yeah. Definitely check that out. Who's this? Beth Cato. Ah, an author. Uh, let's see. What... Uh, the Clockwork Crown. Uh, alt history steampunk series. Starts with Breath of Earth this August. You can go to BethCato.com if you want to check her out. And this is actually a local artist. Yeah. Here in the Phoenix area, so that's kind of cool. All right, who we got here? Renee Ritter Statterer. That is a great name. Even better than what I have. <laughs> Ritter Stat. This is. I'm just completely butchering it. I haven't pulled it up yet. Right. Blow it up. Let's see. Ritter Stater. Ritter Stater. Okay. That's probably wrong too. Ritter our our apologies. <laughs> yes, we are horrible at pronouncing names. I I love that. Uh, what is it? The Jason Mintz one. His last name is M E E N T S, and they were nice enough to tell you how to pronounce it in the article. Oh. <laughs> but this one, it's like, yeah, good luck. <laughs> it's because they know it already. Yeah. <laughs> uh, writer, editor, and color artist uh, for Nick uh, Nick Party um, XS, uh, the art of uh, the art. Oh, text. Sorry, just reading on the screen here. It got cut off. Um, Let's see, Dying for Action, Life of Films, Jackie Chan, and more Nick Cardi. Uh, um, started uh, working career uh, in such titles as uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Superman, Silver Surfer, Conan the Barbarian. Very cool. Yeah. She-Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Who else we got? Uh, we got a freelance illustrator and artist, Chris Aminga, who's uh, currently creating original artwork for Disney's Wonderground Gallery. Uh, he's also done WBDC Comics and IDW Publishing, and has designed toys for yes. Mesco. That's kind of fun. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out. I love toys. And then one of the uh, the shots they have for him, there's Rick and Morty in the background. I'm wondering if that's uh, maybe toys he designed. Yeah, that's kind of cool. That'd be interesting. I love all the pictures of uh, of um, Bernie Sanders as Morty. <laughs> as Morty or as Rick? Yeah, uh, that's funny. Uh, best solita, uh, solita. <laughs> so tell him. Oh man, oh, you were you were picking the awesome ones. 
You're like, Best oh, that label is hard. Yeah, Best Hotel <laughs> is a colorist for Top Cow Productions, uh, which include Witchblade, Wolverine, um, X-Men, um, more Wolverine, it looks like, uh, Supergirl. Yeah, it's done a lot of coloring for several uh, comic series. It's been amazing. Yep, and we have uh, writer Sarah Remy coming, uh, writes fantasy and science fiction, but doesn't say what. <laughs> You're right, it doesn't. Great, she's a writer. Yeah, we'll check out her <laughs> webpage real quick and give her a quick plug if it'll come up here. Uh, oh, okay, so those are actual book covers. Yeah. Stonehill Downs. Uh, winter. Uh, Beastly Manor. Summer. Let's be honest. Those look like romance novels. It's entirely possible. If you saw those in the romance novels, you wouldn't look at it and be like, that's misplaced. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, okay. I'm just reading through it. Uh, let's see. Following a uh, protector assassin detective. <laughs> wow, that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of descriptors for one person. <laughs> Epic fantasy. So it's a fantasy. Let's see if we can find anything on my Kindle book. Sarah. <laughs> and, you know, as we get more established, we'll see if we can uh, bring on people that actually are fans of some of these artists. And oh, sure. Comics. Yeah. As we get more established, those with Comic-Con in general, hopefully listening, you know, we have Skype. You don't have to come out here to Peoria to hang out with me. Skype is pretty easy to get set up. And uh, you just talk about it and hopefully you know, school us on some things. Uh, Stonehill Downs, I can get it for three bucks. If I didn't have the rest of the Ender series to read, I would totally do that. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, everybody that's been announced so far. And I remember, it's June 2nd through the 5th. And if you haven't gotten a hotel yet, you're <laughs> you're going to have some challenges right now. It's, um, you can sleep in the bed of Josh's truck. <laughs> yeah, I, could, <laughs> I could Airbnb the bed of my truck. That would be pretty awesome. Put a little tent in there and an air mattress. Be like, there you go. Yeah, that'd be great. There's a bucket. Yeah, and it's mobile, too. You look well. What is the bucket for? Whatever you need. <laughs> I'm not telling you how to live your life. I'm just giving you a bucket. Yeah, let me see some of the hotels that are listed here. The Hyatt Renaissance, Sheridan Downtown, Weston, uh, Hilton Garden Inn, the Hilton Suites, Radisson. And as you further you go away from the convention, obviously you'll have better luck. But anything close, it's going to be uh, pretty brutal to find something right now. But there's a lot of... Uh, complimentary rates if you mention uh, uh, Comic-Con. It is on the website. Just go under the event menu and then hotels and you'll find all the information on hotels. By the way, if you are not from the Phoenix area or a very major city, if you find a hotel and you're like, oh, it's only like 20 or 25 miles away, that's not that far. Uh, BS. That is very far and it's going to take you a long time to drive from there to the con. Yes, this is a car heavy city. You have to use cars. The uh, uh, public transit is not that great. It's not widely used because they don't expand upward here. They expand outward. Yes. And this is (laughs) just urban sprawl everywhere. I told Josh, I was like, I always underestimate how long it takes me to get places. You live 16, 18 miles from where I live and it's an hour drive. It took you an hour? Well, it didn't take quite that long. It was a solid 45 minutes then. Wow. I don't remember. Which, uh, anyways. There was construction. It was... Uh, construction. Yeah, yeah but there's, there's, there's always going something on. going on. Uh, there was a car. I was driving to work on Friday. Uh, 51st in Cactus. There was a car that was upside down. <laughs> upside down? Upside down. I was like, how? How does that there? happen? You know, I can see that on like one of the loops, the 101 through. Oh, sure, because people are going fast and yeah. stuff, but on cross sections of streets where the speed limit's 40 miles an hour. Uh, it's it was nuts. <laughs> nuts. Yeah, and, and road rage around here is just, I have no it's idea epic. why. It's, it's epic. Yeah, and it's strange because if they consider this traffic here, they need to go to other cities. Oh, yeah, no, the traffic's not that bad. No. And yet I have, I am, I consider myself a very good driver. I do the speed limit. I pay a lot of attention mm-hmm. to what's going on, on around me. I have been here for three months and have almost been hit like four times already. Yeah, and it's crazy. I mean, even when traffic slows down and people get all pissed off because you're not going fast enough, it's like, look, we're on the uh, outside lane where all the traffic's merging to get on. It's easier if you use the zipper effect and not be you know dickheads to people not let them in that's what's causing a slowdown 
morons. And, all <laughs> and now it's pissing me off. And now I'm raging about it. <laughs> so, so bring your patience. Yes. And, and I, I, I just wanted to bring that up to warn you that it might not sound very far from the convention center to only be like 25 miles away. But uh, keep in mind, that is a bit of a drive. Yeah, once you get there, stay hydrated, especially that time of the year. It is dry out here. You're not going to sweat like you do in other areas. Like, I'm from the East Coast. It's humid all the time in the summer. Oh, yeah, you're, like, sweating in January. Yeah, here it's, like, it's it's muggy only after it rains, and then it's completely dry again. You don't realize it until you start getting headaches, and the sun's just beating down on you, so stay hydrated because we're going to be doing a lot of walking. Most of the convention's inside, but there's still a lot of walking we're going to have to do. And, and it doesn't matter too. because it's still dry inside. It's still dry inside, too, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, the again, the uh, all-hands meeting is uh, next Saturday, uh, February 13th. Um, you can get there at 9 a.m. to check out some uh, one-on-one information about um, certain departments. And then the all-hands meeting officially starts at 10 a.m., and then when there's department breakouts, it can go on for at least an hour, if not more, probably with my department, technology department, it's going to go for at least a couple hours because we got a lot to talk about. So. Yeah. But there are other departments, whatever your interest, check it out. There's a good hot dog place near there. There is? The Detroit place. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Detroit, the, the Detroit Coney type place. Yeah, it was really good. If we ever have people that start listening to this that, uh, that start volunteering and stuff, we should definitely have a con men after meeting. <laughs> An after meeting. Which they, you know, kind of do with, the, like, the Blue Ribbon Army. They still kind of get together since they're all in one place and talk to each other. And yeah. The Blue Ribbon Army is pretty much a fan You know what? We'll, we'll have, we will have somebody on from the Blue Ribbon Army we at some do. point. Absolutely. Before everything goes on. Because they do uh, special events at the convention itself. So we'll get them on and talk about it. We're getting more organized. We're making contacts. We're doing it appropriately. I'm not going to misuse my position and just be like, oh, yeah. well, this is <laughs> And I'm going to like email the director directly because I have our Matt Solberg's email address. I'm like, hey, Matt, come on the show. I'm like, no, I'm going to do it right. We're going to go through the appropriate channel. You leave a note on his car? Like, what's the right way? In his office. I, I don't even, <laughs> I'm not sure I want to know what the correct way is. I'm just going to set up in his office just one day. I'm like, hey, Matt. <laughs> How'd you get in here? <laughs> My co-host is really good with the lockpick set. That's amazing. But we have an alarm. <laughs> yeah. You're talking to the technology guy. Don't worry. We turned it back on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this show. We will be back here pretty soon. Um, probably a couple weeks from now. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll see how the stream of the guest announcements are and try to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. So... For Mr. Nick Crafter. And for Big Josh. Hey, you've been listening to Phoenix Con. Man. <laughs>